Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning. Up and at him. It's that time. What time is it? Kentucky Roll Call. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. With Walker and Roush. We are too wild and crazy guys. Hello, everybody. Happy Monday to you. May 17th, 2021. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Rouse, Justin Kalen. Hope you're having a great start to your week. The cicadas are here. Have you seen them, Roush? I haven't. Have not yet. Yeah, you haven't been looking. I was outside all weekend, too. You haven't been looking hard enough. I saw some cicadas at the zoo, but they were just like, you know. Little giant inflatable origami things. Oh, okay. yeah. So yeah. not real ones. Yeah. If you, I've seen both like them living, but if you look pretty much at a lot of trees, they're just like the little shells, like they're little mm. outside. And also Exoskeleton. Like, oh, what the hell's up with that too? Like you're kind of gross enough as is. You don't need to leave behind a little outer skeleton. It's shell. like the uh, snake peeling. Are you kidding me? That's the best part of cicadas. How is that the best part of cicadas? Uh, that just brings back memories of being a kid, going up to the trees, picking them off. No, I had those crunching I, them. You know, the yeah. funny thing was, I had like no problem picking up the living ones, but like the little exoskeletons were gross to me. I don't, My, I, I don't had know an, really why that was. I had an aunt post a picture of a living one that she was holding in her hand, and I don't, I don't think I've ever seen one alive, and it was really gross. I'd rather see the shell. <laughs> Wait, so your memory was of the shells, but you don't yeah. remember ever oh, seeing no. one alive? I don't. I r- truly do not remember seeing one alive. Where were, were you, you weren't in East Pekin 17 years ago? I mean, yeah, but I don't have the greatest memory. <laughs> okay. That was 17 years ago. You can hear them, too. Yeah. You can hear them at night now in Kentucky, and they're just, just get ready for it, folks. They're here, and it's yeah. only going to get worse and worse and worse. But cicadas are back, 17-year hiatus, and uh, my buddy works. And Saturday night, I was like, oh, my gosh, we can actually hear them. And you could start to see them anyways over the weekend as well. And he was like, he works in forestry, and he was, he was like, those are just crickets. I was like, those are not crickets. <laughs> those are definitely. He was like, I work in trees. I think I'd know if it's cicadas or, or crickets. I was like, the cicadas haven't been here for 17 years. You wouldn't know that. Haven't been here since you worked in that department. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like, we were just little kids figuring out what life was all about last time the old cicadas were roaming back to town. But Still uh, still kids trying to figure out what life's all about. That's a, isn't that right? Yeah. And uh, pretty quiet sports weekend, all things considered. Yeah. Uh, I enjoyed not being on the internet. It was uh, some yard work, hauling some dirt. Doing uh, we we pl- we successfully planted the garden. Got lots of vegetables, lots of peppers. So here in a couple months, I hope you boys are ready, because we're chowing down on some, some rash peppers. As long as the cicadas don't eat them. See, my dad when he had his garden, he would always maybe I'd appreciate it more now as an adult. But like 
It, it seems like it'd be once a week he'd just try to hand me like 30 potatoes or something. Or not potatoes, tomatoes. Yeah. And yeah. I'd be like, I, I, I got what no, use, got no use for these. <laughs> He's like, oh, take them. They're from the garden. You're going to love them. And he, he was just pawning them off on me. He didn't want to waste them himself, but he wanted to make me feel guilty wasting them. So I, I no thank you. Oh, okay. Yeah. So pawn all of the vegetables uh, off on TJ. He uh, will gladly take them. Give it to Justin. He'll have some reptile. They'll N- eat them. Nick, I'm not a pepper guy either. I don't want them. You're not a pepper guy? Oh, no. You have a peppery personality, though. That's, That's true. true. Is it? Yep. Not very salty. You would think <laughs> after watching Indiana basketball these years, it would be. <laughs> hey But uh, watch the Preakness on Saturday. That was fun. Did you all enjoy an afternoon of horse racing? No, I was in the middle of my golf round, so didn't didn't watch mm. a single race, let alone the Preakness. But I, I did see the results. I, too, was golfing. And oh, it, nice. like, it turned out to like not even be all that fun of a... Preakness. You pick the winners. It's so fun. You, you sure. The races winning, beforehand were pretty good. Can confirm winning money is a good time. Had a nice winner at Churchill beforehand. But yeah, we had, we had a little Preakness party over to Pal's house and uh, had a good time. It. Uh, yeah, I was just hoping for more drama. Yeah, yeah. It would have been nice to see more, but like those horses stunk. Like they're, they're not very good. And part of it's because, uh, and it's something we don't think about, but as two-year-olds, they just didn't run in front of crowds. <laughs> like they, they, and... A lot of their two-year-old season just didn't happen as normal because of COVID and all that. So I think that's why they just aren't as good. Was disappointed we didn't get more Derby horses in the field just to take the Alan Medina spirit because it was ripe for the taking. Mm-hmm. Midnight Bourbon came out, went to the front, pushed Medina spirit, and that horse was out of gas by the final 16th. And Roombauer had a had a lot left in him. Bam, right to the finish line. And I will I, say it was a good call. It was a good horse racing call. Oh, call. man. Love a good rumbar. Yeah. <laughs> that that, that was, was nice. the best part of the race. But, yeah, I I, I don't know. I just I, – I had plans or, like, out on the course, we were all saying that, you know, we'd watch it, but it just kind of came and went, and nobody really, really cared all that much about it. That kind of ends the triple crown. And now, what do we just wait for – see what happens with Medina Spirit? Yeah, it'll Derby? get DQ'd. But uh, you're – it would have been fun to keep that. The storyline would have had it would have had another good week, and it would die down. And then a few days before Belmont, it would pick back up. And hell, we'd probably find out right around before the Belmont begins that uh, the 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 results of the second drug test. So the 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 dream is no longer alive for a controversial finish to the to the. Triple Crown. We we are starting to get the lawsuits coming in of betters, and I don't. Are you going to get in on one? Nah. You should leave. You should be the face of a class action. Yeah, I mean, we, there's already been a couple. There's one guy who said he would have won a million dollars if Mandaloon won, which I'm not buying. Like, yeah, prove it. Yeah, like, uh, come on. It, I would have won a million dollars too if the lottery just would have gone my way. Yeah, come to think of it, I also would have won two million on Mandaloon. <laughs> Big Brad Cox guy. Yeah, so I some of those seem a little bit fishy. There was one, the first one they filed. I love it. It was bold. They filed it in California. I don't know if one of them's from there, but one of the guys is like has won handicapping contests. is a big deal in the kind of horse player room. They're trying to claim Rico charges. On Baffert. Ooh. Racketeering. If go it ta- for it. If it can take down the mob, it can take down Bob. <laughs> go, go for it. Why, why the hell not? Uh, Bob has taken a different tone. Yeah, yeah. He much more tepid. Yes. Pump he, the brakes. He's uh, a little more apologetic, but uh, and basically kind of admitted like, oh, okay, now 
It wasn't cancel culture. Yeah. And any new emails? No, no, no new emails. Uh-huh. I, I will say I'm. You wonder if the uh, if the narrative on Baffert has completely shifted. How so? Because the kind of joke around people who are really into it is, uh, you know, Baffert roided up horses. Like that, that's kind of a. But I wonder now if it's everybody. You know, like I, I feel like doing this in the Kentucky Derby is a something you don't mess with. And I'm I'm curious what they'll actually try to do to punish him long term. Um, yeah. So when like all this was breaking, we were saying how much Bob Baffert's done for horse racing and all that. What you're suggesting is now, like, given that he's basically owned up that, oh, it was an ointment. We didn't know it was in there, but that would explain why we got the positive test. I'm sorry, I shouldn't have been so hostile. You think people are now like, all right, you're 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 a joke. Is that what you're suggesting? Yes, and and also just the the person who turns on horse racing once or twice a year, their opinion, like. Like, will they just have him labeled as a cheater and hate him? Because, like, that's that's how I work with my sports like this, where I'll have the golfer that I don't like or the tennis player for some, you know, like. And I think he will be cemented in that villain kind of category. And I think also anytime he has a good horse, you're just going to question it. So, uh, weird spot we're in with him. Uh, I just don't know if they're going to be able to do anything that actually means anything punishment-wise other than just ban him from Churchill Downs this year. Because a lot of folks just don't want him running horses in the Derby anymore. They think that's the only way he'll straight get his act together, straighten it out. So, I don't know. I, I, I don't know what's next. But uh, <laughs> that story is far from over. It doesn't have the same legs that it once did now that he lost the Preakness. Uh, yeah. But well, it, it's think, definitely going to be back. Do you think Medina Spear would run on the Belmont? Probably not. I don't think that horse is good enough to win it either. So I think they'll keep him out. They did bring him back to Kentucky. They're going to contemplate it. Roombauer got shifted or shipped straight to the Belmont. Uh, I believe Essential Quality will be in it. Hot Rod Charlie probably will as well. I hope Mandaloon will too. So that could end up being a a pretty fun race. But uh, it, it might be one of those things where Medina Spirit, you already won the Derby. You just chill out for a while. Wow, Roush saying harder to win the Belmont than the Kentucky Derby. It's longer. I mean, fewer, it's horses, usually... fewer horses, though. It's true. Got to think about that. Think about how many triple crowns were lost at the Belmont, though. But think how many weren't even started at the Derby. Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's up with the three containers of uh, liquids this morning? Well, I played in a golf scramble yesterday, so I was like, you know, I should... I should make sure I have some Powerade just in case. Uh, so I'm just surprised Hard. you don't have like an IV with you too. Yeah, no, I don't feel bad at all. But I just eh, just in case, just in case you want. What is the, what's the third? What's the, you get the Powerade, coffee. the water, and coffee? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we're doing good. It was played out here to chill. Mix all three of them, dude. That course is great. Oh yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, nice yeah, course. Really tough. Uh, I chipped in on the last hole, so even wow. though we were terrible, and I think we were just one under. I mean, I was yep. playing with a bunch of old men. Yikes. Uh, what is the old men? You, you mentioned that in the text message. What is, what is, what is There's great old men. Yeah, they, should, yeah, well, they, they should be hitting it straight down the middle. Yeah, and middle. maybe they, you get advantages on the tee boxes. That was the part that <laughs> sucked is they stunk. I mean, like, I, I expected, like, I'm going to have to do a lot of the drives. And I had, like, I don't know, a handful of really good ones, some that were just okay. But they were sucking at the short game. Like, you're supposed to get us on, guys. Like, this is good old man golf. 
go get us on and make it some manageable putts, but that wasn't happening. So, uh, but still, it was great. It was great to be out there. Yeah, it's first nice. golf scramble played in a long time. That's a great course. I played out at U of L. Uh, supposedly had just missed Chris Mack. Oh man, you could have shared a mojito. I know he was out there. Him and Luke Hancock and some folks. They had the uh, early eight ten, eight thirty tee times, but we didn't get out there till about. Two, so I think they had just gotten off not, I heard, not too um, much longer before us. It's but. a pretty great course. Oh, yeah, it's a really nice course. It's a good setup, and they had the pl- – I guess they had had some sort of NCAA – I don't know what they had, a regional, a regional or whatever it was. Some... So the pin placements were ridiculous. And then this is just – this was just a little two-team. Just on the side of hills, basically. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, tucked in between, like, a bunker and then water would be, like, you know, four feet in front of it and be like, how – Where am I supposed to do this? Yeah, you're, you're just going to have – How am I supposed to hit with this going on, Todd? That's, that's exactly the situation that we were in. Uh, I was – so it was two teams. I was the sixth best golfer out of the eight. And it was honestly just a little demoralizing, just being like, oh, these are good golfers. Like, what I'm doing is not good golf. Uh, it was. Like, I'd hit good drives, and it, it just wouldn't matter. They could be off in the rough, but they'd be 75 yards further than me. It just it really would not matter. Um, we lost. We finished, I think, 12, and they were 13. So, lost – Rich Brooks' voice lost a little bit of money, but uh, it was a great time. A lot of fun. And, Man, great uh, weekend to get out. Weather was yeah. just perfect. Ap- yeah, it was great. I think I think the rain's coming this weekend, Justin. It is. Yeah, it's uh, maybe not this weekend, but this week. This for week. Sure. Yeah, uh, the hot weather's coming. Sadly, Love we it. we had been so Love blessed it. with this beautiful, like in the seventies, frequently, mm-hmm. maybe like upper sixties, which was just <sighs> you don't get that in Kentucky uh, in May much anymore. It's going to heat up into the 80s. Summer's going to come. Yeah. 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 It's on the way. But you know what? If it's terrible outside, you can go inside at Bobby Cook Golf Academy. That's true. Hit the screens. See some good shots. And like my biggest problem yesterday, I didn't practice before. I should have gone to Bobby Cook. Should have hit some balls. Just to, you know, get get the swing down. It takes a while to get the kinks out. You can do that. He's got three virtual simulators. Also, you can do lessons, too, if you're really in trouble. And I'm really in trouble. He can fix you. Right across the river, southern Indiana, off exit four. Bobby Cook Golf Academy, 812-913-4415. BobbyCookGolfAcademy.com. There you have it, right there off exit four in southern Indiana. We're going to have Chin Coleman on the show today. Mm. Ron Chin Coleman will join Kentucky Roll Call a little bit later. We're not going to ask the, like, so what made you want to go to Kentucky questions. We're going to try to ask questions that we haven't heard them say a few times already. Right. Uh, I think we'll have Orlando and Tequil on a little bit later in the week. Ooh. But uh, so that will, that's something to look forward to. Get your text in. If there's any questions you think that, like, oh, the, the KRC guys need to definitely ask this or they definitely need to bring this up, feel free. 502-414-1450. 502-414-1450. Real shame that – uh, there isn't a new player we can ask him about. Maybe later this afternoon. A classic KRC curse. Classic. God. Yeah. Well, the good news is if uh, that goes the way everybody thinks it's going to go, we can we can specifically bring it up with Orlando and Tigua. Maybe we could just we can ask about hey. other SEC point guards yeah. if, if he ever got to watch. And he was up at Illinois in the Big Ten, so maybe not. But. He may be familiar with uh, other players and his new conference. So, but yeah. seriously, Severe Wheeler, what the hell? 
was really looking forward to a Friday afternoon celebration going into the weekend. I, what is it with the like? I, I feel like there's been multiple times where, oh, the transfers are getting ready to pop, and then a week later it actually happens. I don't I don't know what the holdups, what's behind them, even though it feels for all intents and purposes like this is a done deal, similar to C.J. Frederick, where it took what a week before it actually finally happened. We're just kind of waiting around, like yeah. twiddling our thumbs. Come on, Severe, just make it happen. I missed it this weekend. What uh, what did Hardy end up doing? G League. G League. G-League. He got scooped too. But he, uh, Shams broke it before uh, Hardy could reveal it. Oh, that's man. You hate to see that. Ruining the kids' announcement. Gee, Shams. That's hey, ridiculous. It's a business. It's a doggy dog world out there, as they say. First lesson he's learning. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, so Hardy going to the G League, disappointing. Not a surprise. It is just like a little. What the hell is going on here? That one huge name is going to the G League. I think just two players altogether, and the best one is seemed like it, Kentucky was the clear front runner if he was going to play college basketball. Just stinks. It's like why you know mm-hmm. it's uh, why why couldn't it have been like Paulo Benchero right, was the right. one who wanted to go to the G League and Hardy was adamant about going and playing college basketball. So that that that's a bummer. It's not a surprise, but. He's awesome. Uh, he's the he's the level of caliber of freshman that you just know is going to be a, a difference maker. But Kentucky kind of going a little bit of a different route here, bringing in some nice freshmen. But with the new transfer portal, you're going to always be able to go kind of pick and choose what you need. You're going to be able to plug some holes and say, all right, well, we were really bad at shooting last year. Let's go get us some shooters. That's what Kentucky's done. Really bad at point guard last year. Let's go get a point guard. We expect that to be Wheeler today. He's announcing on Jeff Goodman's oh, what, 68, field of 68. Six, field of 68. They've got a ton of podcasts that I'm sure get tons of downloads. Watch, uh, don't need to be mean. Watch Stadium, Field of 68. Some people are nervous because it's Jeff Goodman, and Jeff Goodman's not going to be the bringer of good UK news. <laughs> You buying into that at all? I'm not. I'm not buying into that. Yeah, by all all accounts, I mean, it's, Wheeler will be picking Kentucky with Jeff Goodman. I mean, it would be an ultimate turn though, because he's boys with Bill Self. If like all yeah. indications were Kentucky, and if this it, was just Jeff Goodman playing a gotcha. If this is taking place at a Hooters, I'm nervous. <laughs> <laughs> then it's just a little bit too much writing on the wall that something's a little fishy here. But no, uh, we, we it, supposedly it was a paperwork thing, or at least that's what people were were saying that it was a paperwork thing, and they just needed to wait till Monday at this point. He lost the facts. I mean, <laughs> you, Smith. this isn't like 1960. It's not like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm out of the office. I can't go back. <laughs> you, can't get the papers. Yeah, yeah you running just, on bank hours. You, you call an assistant, and you're just like, you need to go back here and fax this over immediately, and they'd be like, oh, okay, sure, yeah. and then that'd be that. But, yeah, uh, it is what it is. He was. He uh, should be committing today. I'm still excited about it. He was on Instagram Live Friday afternoon. He was like, I'm on a road trip. Hit me up with some questions. And it was like, is he just going to drive to Lexington to sign his papers? Like, what's what's going on over here? I think somebody either tweeted me or sent it in the text line, or I don't know. I, I saw it somewhere. But they they were like, does it look like Wheeler's GPS says north on it? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I was like, all right, that's a little that, that's that's quite the investigative work. Would here, be really but... funny too. I mean, the way kids are now, would it shock you that somebody just like committed on Instagram Live without telling anybody? It's like, well, it's all out of it went away. I mean, you either saw it or you didn't. 
Yeah, or it'd be like, wow, do we really trust these sources? Yeah, because it would be just some kid saying that Severe Wheeler just committed on his Instagram live. No, it'd get out there big time in a, in a hurry. Uh, similar, you know, we always look back at the Jalen Brown Oaks Night commitment when it was, he was just at like his senior ceremony at school. And I think he was just like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to California. And students started tweeting it out and stuff like that. And I was like, wait, do we believe this? Do we not believe this? Turned out to be true. Pretty well. Yeah. So, uh, I, but he'll be doing it with Jeff Goodman three o'clock today. Again, would expect it to be Kentucky, and uh, I, I think more Kentucky fans have come around to knowing that this is a nice piece, a good addition to the level of which can he be All SEC at Kentucky? Do you want him to be All SEC at Kentucky? Will he have the ball in his hands enough to do it? Is it going to be taking away from Tata? Is it going to be helping Tata? I still think there are questions of how this fits going to work. Uh, and maybe if we can allude to it with Chin, he can kind of address that kind of offhanded a little bit. We'll see. But we know that uh, if he does pick Kentucky, that Orlando Antigua can fill us in more on Wednesday. But uh, I, everybody knows where I stand on it. I'm pumped. His numbers speak for himself. It's a great passer on a team that's going to need a, a great passer. So mm-hmm. if it turns out that Ty Ty ends up being the guy guy, then that's fine. You can put him on the bench bench. But if not, he can take his time, and then you're going to have an all SEC guard in there to. That was great. Great the, radio right to, there, buddy. To, to run the show. You did it. Wait, show, we, show. Just keep it up. Keep up the great work. That was awesome. That was well done. One. That was a good one, Justin. Tip of the cap <laughs> to you, sir. Uh, one thing Chin could answer for us, too, is how Ty Ty can play off the ball. Well, on the ball, because that's certainly pertinent Yep. in this situation. Yeah, I'd be uh, I'd be anxious to hear his thoughts on that as well. Hey, you... And then the question will be, is Kentucky done? That's one that mm. we'll, I guess we'll have plenty of time to, to talk about. Don't know. You know, the longer this goes on with Mintz, it's like, well, Really, what are you – if it's, if it's as simple as do you want to go get your career started or do you want to do schooling, are you still just looking for, like, a career option that – like, is he waiting for a guaranteed contract from somewhere nice in Europe that just hasn't happened yet? And if it doesn't happen, then he'll come back. I, I don't know. Uh, I've been pretty clear about me thinking that he would not be returning to Kentucky. I'm not backing off of that. But I will say the longer it goes, it's – well, that could go either well, way. The longer they, it goes, what's going? Like, what are you thinking about here? Yeah, and on? graduation happened just this weekend, so I would imagine if I'm going to put myself in Mince's shoes, it's very reasonable to be like, "Hey, I want to graduate, go home for a week, figure it out, and then reach an, a, a decision." Which that could be the case, but he could also. I mean, he said the NBA draft thing. What if he actually? How much is he actually going to try to go through the process? Well, and that's that's what uh, I was. What we were all kind of told, or at least that's kind of how it was perceived, is that this is as simple as Mint may just not want to be a college student anymore. We all look back on it and we're like, oh, no, you should never want to leave college. Stay as long as you can. But when you're in that moment and you've kind of gone through that grind and now at a couple different places, he may just be ready to get on and move. But that's the thing I just can't understand. And maybe you're right, Roush. He'll go home and, and, and get more time. But it's not like these are not conversations he couldn't have been having since. Checks the calendar. Kentucky season sadly came to a close on my birthday, March 11th. It is now May 17th. Like, these conversations, you think you just think he'd have a decision. So unless maybe he's trying to – and he's not going to get drafted as much as we like Davion Mintz, and he seems like a great guy, and we hope that it could work out. He could do a summer league thing, 
uh, Damian Lee's playing in the NBA. Michael Mulder's playing in the NBA. It's not impossible, but he's not going to be somebody that would get drafted this upcoming draft. So I don't know. I don't know what he's thinking. I don't know where things stand. I've always assumed that he was going to go just based on supposedly he was kind of out on college, and that's not a feeling that generally gets better over time uh, until you're really far away from it maybe. So we'll see. We'll see about him. And then if Mintz decides to go, is there another guard you bring in? Uh, do you Are you totally comfortable on the front line? I'm just assuming Keon Brooks is back. Part of that goes to Riley Welch's conversation on your ex-bosses show. Just of, oh, yeah, we just are kind of like, no, he hasn't even brought it up. Like everybody's just under the assumption he's returning to Kentucky, which maybe that's just the normal thing. I think we should maybe assume that he's just will be back until we hear otherwise. He hasn't even done a draft thing. No. So I'm just assuming Keon Brooks is back until I hear something other, something else. And it could come as a surprise. Devin Askew said he was coming back and then left. So it wouldn't be the craziest thing in the world for, uh, Brooks just not to say anything and then announce he's going. But so there, there's a little roster update. Uh, we'll have some people on this week again that are going to know more about all this stuff than we. So maybe we can we can ask some of the people that know. Yeah. Sound good to you? Works for me. Works great for me. All right. Let, we're going to go to a break. We'll come back. A few other sports tidbits we need to get to here and there. Uh, we're going to get into the text line early because we won't be able to finish the show with them, most likely, or maybe just a couple here or there. But get your questions in if you got them. 502-414-1450. It's a Monday edition. KRC on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalem. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. If you're like Justin Kalen and you like the warm weather that's coming soon... Uh, one, Love one you're crazy, but two, then you're going to enjoy the 2021 Big X Sports Radio golf card. Uh, if you like playing in a little extra heat, then the, the, heat the, the sad is thing on. is when I say that, like, you know, in a month, I'll be like, man, mid 80s. Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah. So I'm not I'm not I'm not complaining. And you won't either when you're going to get to play Chariot Run, Old Capital Golf Club, Elk Run, Valley View. Christmas Lake in Santa Claus, Indiana, under $25 a round for, for those great courses, card included. 21, big X Sports Radio golf card is a limited supply, so you're going to want to hurry up and get yours today. BigXSportsRadio.com or 812-725-1457. You may run into one of us goobers out there when you're playing. So I played two out of, the la- two out of those four courses, or two out of those courses in the last four days. So that's true. And they're in good shape? Great shape. Oh, yeah. oh, Valley View was awesome. It's a good deal, and it's good courses, and we're talking $25 a smacker, uh, under $25, with the Big X Sports Radio golf cart. I look forward to getting out there and playing some of those courses. But, yeah, it was just hmm. – like the- I've been playing, and I've been getting better, and it's fun getting better, but it's just – you see some of these guys that 
have made some sort of living uh, out of golf to mm-hmm. some degree, and it's just like it's a, they're they're playing a different sport than I am. Yeah, uh, the professionals they're playing a different sport this week too. Kiwa, the island island course. My brother's going to Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. What? Yeah. Nice. No way. Yeah. That Pretty is awesome. Aw- that is aw- that really is awesome. Uh, he will have an absolute blast. He could be KRC's correspondent. Although I don't know what he's going to tell us that we wouldn't see down there. But that's uh, that would be a lot of fun. The old or- ocean course, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of wind. That's when you know the guys are really good too. Is hey, we just have these gusts of wind. Let me just cut through them. But that's another. Is that like I've lately have been playing two courses for the most part this summer, but one significantly more than the other. And then the other one significantly more than whatever third place would be, which I don't even know what that would be. Um, basically just been playing two courses. But this other course that I'm start that I haven't played as much, course number two, mm-hmm. it's like when I go there, it's really hard. I don't know it as well. I don't know like the ins and outs, where to miss, where not to miss. And then you think about it, and these professionals, they've played these courses, and they'll get to go do some practice runs, but not consistently enough to really know it all that well. And they'll still go out there, and over the course of four days, fire out like a 17-under or something like that. It's just <laughs> – it's it's not courses they, that they, they get to play every day. I mean, it's like months. once a year, and yeah. then they get like a, a practice day or two in, and then they're good to go. Yeah, but they draw every hole in their book. I mean, the their books that they carry with them are – Oh, I know. Ridiculously yeah. detailed. I know, but it's still just you got to play a course to really know it. Yeah. Like you, you, and I'm sure by the fourth day they're they're more comfortable. But then the pin placements get. It's just it makes you appreciate how freaking good those professional golfers are. Because yeah, the conditions are going to be tough. A tough course just to begin with. They're not going to be as familiar with it as some of their obviously their home courses and whatnot. And they'll go out there and they'll dominate, and the winner will win eleven million dollars. So. <laughs> You know, that was the PGA Tours, um, I guess, motto for the longest time. And it really is true if you watch a golf tournament for just even an hour, you will sit there and say at one point, man, these guys are good. It's nuts. These guys are good. Yeah. It's, uh, it, it's, uh, I, I had kind of briefly forgotten that this, that this is this weekend. There's still a part of me that's like, oh, PGA, that's in August. Yeah, it's, but yeah. no, now yeah. it's the second major. And, and we've got this- that happening w- Coinciding with NBA playoffs, which is it tomorrow night the play-in stuff? When is the I don't play-in? Know, we actually game? have kind of exciting play-in games. Yeah, uh, Warriors Lakers is one of them. You got the Celtics are in it. Uh, I think it. I don't know if the Celtics are in it. Yeah, they're they're one of the seven tens, I believe. Um, and, well, I know uh, that I know that the uh, PJ Washington and the Hornets are in that game as well. Pacers Hornets. There we go. Wizards Celtics. You were right. Little uh, Russell Westbrook for you. That's on Tuesday, and then Wednesday we'll we'll get the uh, the left coast with their the, the Western Conference. With oh, the, that'll, that'll be fun though. With Spurs, Grizzlies, and then Warriors, Lakers though not till ten. Which God. classic yeah. West Coast. Yeah. The um, the one game scenario. It's just going to be fun to. I mean, I technically like if the uh, the seven or eight they get a second chance, but it's basically we're at single elimination now. So if the Warriors upset the Lakers, and I don't know if there's even a lineout for that game yet because people just aren't sure what's going on with LeBron, but if the Warriors upset the Lakers and then the Lakers could beat the Spurs-Grizzlies winners, which everybody I think assumes they will, they would play the Jazz in the first round. Who? And the U of L Donnie Mitchell media 
cohorts oh, would not be happy about that. No, no, not at all. And the thing is, is well, let's be well. Bron's just going to flip a switch, right? Lakers are favored by six and a half. By the way, okay. Uh, well, like that's the website all. I'm looking. They've got the line for Memphis. They've got the line for all of them, but the Warriors, Lakers. But just, which I'd say it makes sense because you just don't know what LeBron's up to. Just flip that postseason switch, LeBron. He's hurt. I think he's missed like 22 out of the last 26 games. The uh, ankle sprain, but still, he's all right. Probably saving up for yeah, for this exactly. But, uh, you know, he's not a big fan of the playing games. Oh, even though he was a year ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. of course. <laughs> It's different now. There's a great quote from like less than a year ago from LeBron talking about how great it is that they're doing the playing games. Eh, not as big of a fan of it when you're stuck playing in them. No, but you just when you're in that seven eight spot though, you just got to win the one and you're and you're safe. That's uh, where you start losing. That things get a little bit dicier. Let's get to the text line five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. Before we do that, I want to mention. Batcats just get swept. Oh man, awesome. not overly competitive. It's funny. I really think that that blown strike call just like killed their spirits. Mm. You go from winning the series against Florida, playing for a chance at the sweep against the Gators, to they haven't won a game since. Yep. Brutal. So yeah, it's uh, it's it's not a good. Ah, uh, and you know the thing that disappoints me most is we've really dialed back the puns from Matt May, who he's the UK baseball SID. For UK athletics, and I, you know, we, I'm still on the I'm on the list service, so I get every kind of baseball news release, and so, some of them are pretty, pretty on the nose, and I love it. Like Kyle Tucker gets jealous of the Matt May puns and some of the baseball headlines. We don't get them in the headlines, but instead we get them in the lead. So here's the opening paragraph: The Kentucky baseball team entered the weekend seeking to bolster its case for inclusion in the NCAA's. Postseason party. Nice alliteration there. Those hopes instead took a hit as number 20 South Carolina completed a three-game sweep at Kentucky Proud Park. Now, see, the, the, the taking a hit is not a great wordplay as when they're getting a win. Because there's some in there. Soar high against the Eagles. Like, I mean, there's some really just... Yeah, uh, they're not as fun when, when you're getting uh, swept and now you're probably not going to make the NCAA tournament. Yeah. Uh, They are going to the SEC tournament, though. When does that begin? Is that this upcoming? No, they still have a series against Vanderbilt. They'll probably get swept against Vanderbilt, too. Uh, But then they'll get in. I think the top 12 out of 14 make it. So that's great. Yeah. Good stuff. Probably make it. Uh, No, no, I think they're officially locked in. Okay, good. Yeah. UK softball, I think, is the 12th seed or the 14th seed? 14. Them getting a national seed, I think, was kind of a surprise. Not that I have any clue what softball circles were saying, but they were the seventh SEC team picked. Six SEC teams before them. They are the 14th national seed. <laughs> it's crazy. It is crazy. It's, it's it just means more. You and, know? and the crappy thing, I mean, the good news, the bad news situation. One, it was cool that they were a national seed and that committee kind of recognized how tough the SEC was. That's great. On the flip side, though, your super regional pair is would be at Alabama, the team mm. that just beat you in the SEC tournament. Now, Kentucky did win the regular season series, so I guess both teams should be would be confident, but with it being in Tuscaloosa. I think better than going to Oregon, though, when they would have to play on the left coast. Yeah. and Because uh, they ended up winning and there. And Alabama's got Clemson in their region, so maybe. But uh, it's most likely going to be UK will win their region. they got Notre Dame, Northwestern, I think, and Miami of Ohio. So... 
all things considered, should be set up for an Alabama-UK softball super regional for a spot on the College World Series. I covered a regional tournament once, and it was the classic, let's not only have like a, a little weather delay sprinkled in here, but UK also did the thing where they lost early in the double elimination and had to just win out to get back. They made it all the way back and had to beat the other team twice. They won the first game and then lost the second. Mm. So I spent just a thousand hours at that ballpark that weekend. I, I too. One of those, you're just like, I just want to go home, man. <laughs> and then at that point, you're like, well, you know, it'd be a fun story if you won. You've made it all this yeah, way. Yeah, and then, go like, of and course, win. they yeah, not Not the way that it works. Uh, Texter says, I have to get my gas for my lawnmower this weekend. Going to look like a complete, can't say that word. Jerk. Jerk. Jerkhead. And that text made me laugh out loud when I read it on Friday. Very it funny. A, it was a funny text. And uh, I think, <laughs> are, is gas mostly back to normal? Like it, it was never abnormal in Louisville from what I saw. No, there were spots in Kentucky that had like a shortage or had run out, but it was very few places. Right, right. Um, but I, I hadn't seen any more news. But there were places across the southeast that were not doing too well. Yeah, I hadn't seen any more news like that um, from over the weekend, so... Hopefully, people got got their senses, but got their wits about them, wised up. I think I I think and I would hope so. So you're you I think you should have been safe this weekend filling up your uh, lawnmower. The, the gas in the bags was the one. Just how do you how do you move it? How about the big Tupperware containers? The Tupperware containers. The Tupperware were funny. at least made like some sort of sense. The bags. It's just like how you. And I saw one that just had to be like I, I you know I'm always a little skeptical about things we see on the internet. I think that's a safe thing to do. But there was somebody that, that took a picture of some lady filling up like a laundry basket that had holes in it. I was just like, this has, <laughs> this has to be fake. Like, I, I have to draw the line here. But people are dumb. People forget that. Yep, yep, very dumb. Yeah, a lot of dumb people. Work in a hotel, you'll see how dumb they really are. Oh, wow. wow Justin really calling out his customers. Yeah. People that stay in hotels are the dumbest people. So everybody? Everybody. <laughs> Well, to my point exactly. Yeah, I guess, I mean, you... We came full circle. Technically, dumb people probably do stay at hotels. Texture says, good news has been rolling in for the UK basketball team lately. I know John Hale is sick. I don't think John Hale hates UK. Now, Texture, there has been some instances where there's been some tweets or there's been some stories and whatnot, but... One, Kentucky does need some journalists that are going to make sure that they're staying in check. Mm -hmm. Doesn't need to be North Korea. And then secondly, uh, John Hale is a good dude, so be nice. Also, John Hale would much rather write nice stories about UK than go through 800 pages of emails that people sent to Mitch Barnhart about kneeling for the anthem. Mm -hmm. 800 pages. Imagine sorting through that crap. We should fire him. Like, I mean, that's 800 pages of that just over and over. Yeah. Well, in the same kind of form letter response from Mitch's secretary. But now I don't, now I think you're, I think you were trying to do a good job defending John Hale, but now it's almost like who would waste their time doing that, even if it's, you know, like, I I get it. It's the job, quote unquote. Yeah, it's the job. But like, just, you know, gloss through would be like nothing interesting. Moving on to the next next project. A texture said, The cicadas in Cincy were brutal. I had one land on the inside of my sunglasses 
when I was sitting at a stoplight. Absolute scenes. Oh, oh God. That'd scare the hell oh. out of me. Oh, I also had one of those cases where I hit a ball. It should have gone into the water, but it just rested in the two feet between the sand trap and the water. So I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. And I went up to get it, saw the snake slithering away. There was a couple of black snakes sunbathing, and it... Get you the made, heebie-jeebies? Yeah, yeah. Made me kind of, whoo, a little, you know? How the Heritage Hill, that one that... I think it's part three where the it, elevation change. That's that's the one where you hit down yeah. and there's like a cool rock bed. Oh, yeah. That Isn't was that the, the second hole? hole? No, I thought it was on the back. It's on the back. Yeah. Out of like 11. Maybe the, the second hole. The second hole, hole has a part three. Uh, it's got rock behind it. Oh, well, there's the other. There's, I think, number nine is that par four that's got the huge elevation change as well. Where yeah, you're like you coming into down, the clubhouse. Really and, cool. Yeah. That, that course I, is, is nice. Not on the golf card. But uh, there's plenty of great ones that five are. par fives and five par threes. And, of course, we start on a par three, which is a, just a recipe for disaster. That's always the worst. Like, me, Although it sounds like with your group it wouldn't have mattered. Yeah, but at least, like, hey, let's have a chance here. <laughs> you know. Hey, to, Nick, at least yeah. you didn't have to start. I was in a scramble yesterday, too, but we had to start from a blind par three. Couldn't even see the green. What? Yeah. A blind par three? I've never yeah. even heard of such a thing. Really? Well... Don't go seeking them out because they're. I mean, Were you hitting up you hill? Know, I like, guess you've played Crescent Hill, haven't you? You never played Crescent Hill. Yeah. Number eight there is a blind par three. Like you could hit it really well and have no clue what happened where yeah. until you get up there. And that but hill is a monster. We opened with the eighteen handicap and the closest to the pin, and we bogey it. <laughs> Just oh, like no. you know, like oh. yeah, that set the tone early. Yeah, I hit. A, I got a birdie putt the next one, but still, you're just like, well, this is how the day's gonna go. Yeah. Oh, that's uh that that's a little demoralizing. But although also it's kind of just like, well, we're having fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what we're here for. Yeah. Here for a good time. All right, let's go to a break. We'll come back. We'll get more text into the show. And Chin Coleman joins us in the second hour. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio, 961 FM, 1450 AM. No, sir, man. I don't like that crap. I'm a rocker, dude, through and through. Here's my favorite bands. ACDC, Van Halen, not Van Hagar, Skinner, Def Lab. All right. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. I want you to settle down. Don't make me call your probie officer here. Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen here on your Monday morning, a new week. But the good news is this upcoming weekend's a long weekend, right? No. Next weekend. Oh, man. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Next weekend's Memorial Day, right? Memorial Day is May 31st. Oh, man. Yeah. So we got to go through two full weeks. Really drug it out this month with no. Derby being on the oh. Saturday. It was May 25th last year. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, hey, oh. I, good news for Saturday, night racing at Churchill Downs. That's a fun social thing to do. Yeah. People. Oh. <laughs> you know what, TJ? You're just preparing for dad becoming more of a recluse. Like, I'm just not going to get out. <laughs> I think the pandemic got us all in, in a good spot for that. <laughs> <laughs> ah, people, get out of here. That was the thing, is that, like, you know, 
I don't think there should be a curfew, but I promise you it doesn't impact me one way or another. <laughs> like, I, I really have not. Since there has been a curfew, I haven't. Maybe once, maybe one time where I've been at a place. Yeah, there's been one time where, like, we've been at the place and they've been like, all right. It's, I think back then it was like 11. 11. So yeah. you're like, we shut it down. I think it was 11 was last call, but they were like, you got to get out by midnight. And we weren't there to see midnight, but we were there. So one time there's been one last call. So that's one <laughs> of the funny things about people that like complain the most about that oh, stuff. It's like, does it really impact you? No. Nope. And it doesn't for me. I still don't think, you know, there should have been curfews, blah, blah, blah. Who cares? But yeah, we're old. But <laughs> staying in is pretty nice. Uh, like I was telling the wife and I were kind of going through what she needed to get done this weekend, what I needed to get done this weekend, and what we needed to get done together. And it was pretty light. And we were just like, oh, my gosh, we've got a weekend where we don't have a ton nice. of plans. This is this is awesome. Did you uh, – uh, movie, fun movie, the Tom Clancy, Michael B. Jordan movie on Amazon. It's your standard, typical action Tom Clancy movie, but that was a good watch. I watched two movies this weekend. What? Yeah. Uh, without remorse, I think is what it's called. Fun action, man. I, Justin, I can see it being right up your alley because it's not real, but it's kind of real. It's warm outside, Nick. I don't have time to be sitting inside watching movies. I mean, you can't play golf unless you're Billy Gillespie. You can't play golf at night. Have you seen In and of Itself? I have not. We watched that. Uh, it sounds like a chick flick. I, I really don't quite know exactly what was going on, but it's. Uh, it's on Hulu. It's I, I'd say it's worth a watch. Ooh, a documentary. It's like it's he he's like a magician, but he's mm-hmm. like doing storytelling, and then he like really interacts. He like makes everybody in the crowd like cry. It's really interesting. Huh. Yeah. So it's uh. That sounds weird. It's worth it's worth the old watch. Okay. I'd almost like to watch it again. Because then be, I'd no, no, have an idea of what's going on. Because you don't necessarily know a lot. So watch that. That was neat. And then went to the uh, new botanical gardens. Have you been to those? No. Right off 71? Yeah. Uh, I, I've really heard cool. Of, isn't it, isn't it makes Louisville. It's like, hey, is it all right. River Road? Yeah, like, you get you you know that like house facade like the front of that house that's the, just the, like the in, house to nowhere. Yeah, yeah, door to nowhere. You, you go, you a take you take a right on that, and you go down that, and then it's literally right on your left. Oh. And then like this is a good weekend to do it. The cool thing about the botanical gardens is like they're not even close to being done, but it's still cool to go there now. But I'm sure if I went in like ten years, it would be like oh, a, as stuff grows uh, and under, grows. Yeah, yeah. Because you're planning that for years down the road. If you have like any out of towners coming in or something, and you just need like a little afternoon plan outdoors or something, and maybe that you got like screaming kids or something, that botanical gardens. You got a great view of downtown, which is really nice. They have a Daryl Isaacs billboard that's kind of blocking half the view, which <laughs> I'm sure they're going to probably try to get to move because uh, it's just like, oh wow, beautiful city land, Daryl Isaacs. <laughs> 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 right, his face right there. But that was pretty cool. I didn't know that. Like, I, I, I didn't. I knew it was there, hadn't been there, but it was a lot neater than I thought it was going to be, and they're far from finished. So if you're ever looking for anything in Louisville to do, I'd check. I'd that recommend. That could be it. a nice uh, pregame for a soccer game. It would. Well, it's not far. It's not too far from go there. And like, I don't think they serve beers at the botanical garden. Yeah, you but, know, but it's like a, a leisurely stroll. Before it is. The game. We kind of walked around there. It's. Uh, it's. It, I first time. It felt like downtown kind of had its groove back a yeah. little bit. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, so it was nice. Nice little nice little weekend. A texter says, uh, Jimmy John's was always my go-to in Lexington. Cheap and fast. Can't beat that. Jimmy John's is gross, though. It and is. I, and I, it's just shocking how many people don't know that. 
just load up with mayonnaise. My wife and my sisters loathe Jimmy John's because that is the post-game meal of road-tripping college athletes. Just like after every game, there's always some Jimmy John sandwich there. That it just gets old, you know. Yeah. Same old, same old. But yeah. hey, it, real fast and real cheap, like it, you know, perfect for college. No, the cheap part I understand. And then oh, one place I hated uh, a competitor of Salsaritas, not one of your main competitors, kind of a few rings lower that had a really sweet Monday deal oh, in yeah. college. And I don't care that place. It was a great deal, entree, side. Dessert and drink, and it was all five dollars. But it still sucks. But what you're eating dog food. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty is the text line. We're gonna head to our hour break, but we got a big second hour coming up here on KRC. We're not like big guest people, but we got a big guest coming up. Yeah, and we're excited Legit. about that. So we'll have that uh, in hour number two. We'll read more of your text. We'll try to get that knocked out of the way before we have our guests on. This is KRCM Big Exports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Caleb. Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two of Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen here. Uh, we mentioned a competitor, not by name, of course, but we want to mention the best in Louisville, and that is Salsaritas. They've got two locations, Middletown and St. Matthews. Middletown has a drive through St. Matthews, newly renovated. Download the app before you go. Get yourself a burrito, a quesadilla, tacos, nachos, mm. whatever it may be. Don't forget the wildly addictive chips and their hot and spicy salsa, which is delicious. Two locations, Middletown and St. Matthews. Did you see Tyrese Maxey have a big game? 30 points. 30 points in the final game for the top-seeded Sixers. Yeah, they're the top seed in the Eastern Conference. I know. It's kind of weird. Yeah. Like I've never really liked the Sixers, and I'm not, again, my default is kind of the Celtics, but like morally, more just follow UK guys closely in the NBA. And uh, But one team I've never really liked at all is the 76ers. So Iverson? Does it go back to that? No, I liked Iverson. Like, I liked him. I just, I don't know. Some, I don't like Philadelphia sports. Yeah, suck it, city of Philadelphia. I, don't know if it's I think it is Trevor. Yeah, yeah. Because Philadelphia fans are just notoriously the worst. So, Trevor, bad. Yeah, we're just whole city of Philly. They can suck it. Yeah, suck it. Except Tyrese Maxey. Keep doing you, boo boo. 30 points. Pretty uh, pretty exciting. So maybe that will soften me up a little bit. But the Knicks, uh, they're they won. They're playing well as uh, led by Julius Randle. He had thirty three and twelve. This is a contract year for him too, right? Yeah, that was. Uh, I saw where he said something ago. like he wanted to be a Nick for life or something like that. Just really gassing him up to just get straight paid this offseason. Yeah, and like the Knicks are, you know, I think they're the four seed if I'm not mistaken. 
So if they don't make the person happy, that's kind of gotten them back to relevance to some degree, mm-hmm. then they're going to lose their mind. So be yeah, nice if they get paid, Julius. Go, go win a playoff series, and you can't expect too much after that. But go, yeah. So where do the Nets? Uh, where do the Nets? I think they are the two. Okay, but a lot of that's just who's going to be healthy, who's going to play. I don't. Since they got Harden, I think they've only had all three of them together a handful of times. Yes, I think that's accurate. Like, so Kyrie I, doesn't want to play basketball. That guy. Did you see him the other night? They asked him questions post game, and he was like, "I don't want to talk about basketball, guys. Too much going on in the world." Which I can respect, but when you just got done playing a basketball game, isn't it still in your job that you have to talk about said is basketball? That, is game? he? Is that the second or third time he's done that? Yeah. Well, the the you know I actually we've talked about it. Like, come on, you, you're. It's really not hard to talk. It's to part reporters. of the job. You get paid like, a gazillion just, dollars. You know, it doesn't need to be more than any of that. But I will say this: like, while America certainly we have our issues, very valid, real issues compared to the rest of the world, folks. Like, it's no. It's so like I was almost kind of happy to see like, oh, good, like somebody that's not focusing on small potatoes in America. They're looking at big world issues. That's fine. Uh, still, just answer a question about a basketball game. <laughs> Did you shoot the ball well? No, I didn't. Like, yeah, come on. Everybody else can do it, and they've been able to do it for over well over 100 years. Kyrie, you can do it. Just too. being difficult, just to be difficult. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little much. But also, that, uh, that that Bucks heat first-round series is going to be Let's awesome. go heat. Playoff heat. You know, mm-hmm. they were just kind of – just going through the motions on this season, but now it's time for them to turn it on. Mm-hmm. Thing is, I like the Bucks. I like the Bucks fine too. Um, so, I, whatever. Just beat the Nets and the 76ers. When you're hot, you squat. Let's go, Heat. And then in the West, it's just always going to be wild. I really wish Jamal Murray hadn't gotten hurt. Yeah. If Jamal Murray hadn't gotten hurt, I don't think there had. I think I say this about the West almost every single year, but if Jamal Murray hadn't gotten hurt, I don't know if I would have ever been more excited about like somebody being NBA the, playoffs. Yeah, because I mean the Trailblazers are great. They're just like your. It's going to be Trailblazers Nuggets. That series is going to get completely overlooked, but it's a that's a pretty good series. Then you'll get Clippers Mavs. That'll be fun. And then the Jazz and the uh, the Suns will probably either get the Lakers or the Warriors, depending on who. Mm-hmm. That's just – that's nuts. Those yeah. are going to be like first-round playoff games. So pretty excited about the NBA playoffs. And uh, I don't get so caught up in the regular season. I'll watch it here and there. But there, when you get, what, 65% of the teams making the playoffs, this is what they want anyway. So good. <laughs> exactly. you, got, you know, you're bringing me in for, at the right time. Yeah, and it'll be fun, excluding the staying up late to watch the games, which I won't be able to. But getting one game in a night, be exciting. And uh, if I also like to tune into playoff hockey every once in a while. Really dumb that they have <laughs> really, really dumb that they're making one team finish a regular season series while the playoffs have already started, and neither of those teams can make the playoffs. But the in the first four playoff games, three of them went to overtime. Whoa. Yeah. That's just good, clean, old-fashioned fun. That is no kidding. Yeah, uh, I'll sometimes we'll watch playoff hockey, but nah, haven't gotten into it so far. 
There was one last year that went to like a bajillion overtimes. That was I funny remember that one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, let's get back to the text line five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. These damn cicadas better not interfere with my golf outings. And by the way, Nick, if you're interested, I'll come by with my little man and pellet guns and help you guard your new plans. But like, good with you. I'll bring a thirty. Oh, perfect. Dude, that's this is like thing. a hell of a day. I I did golf back uh, seventeen years ago, but I I don't. It was probably maybe one maybe one golf outing during the. So I don't know. That's a good question. It's probably going to make it not great. What if you pulled a Rainy Johnson and just <laughs> drilled one in midair? That but it he'd probably knock your uh, probably knock your ball down though. Uh, who who knows? But. I just don't want to have to be putting and being like, all right, I need to move you and move you and move you and you get out of here. I don't know what that's going to do to the golf game. have to start bringing a leaf blower for your own. Yeah, no kidding. I would think that that would not be a problem unless the green, like a tree, hangs over to the green. And then you could have like the shells falling out or something like that. Probably so. Yeah, that's a good point. Barstool Sportsbook goes live Indiana May 18th. Also, the launch Portnoy is throwing an after party in for the Indy 500 with Diplo and Machine Gun Kelly. Free entry for women and men. You have to place a $250 bet and show proof for entry. Is that real? Do you know if that's real? I mean, it has so many details that it sounds real. I will say with the, the Barstool Sportsbook, whenever they want, they just have... Like, they're really good about doing things to incentivize you without just giving you money. Every other place, it's like... Bet a hundred dollars, we'll give you a hundred dollars to bet. Whereas, like, they will like, here's a sweatshirt. I think they do have some gimmicks on, like, you know, perch. Like, you'll they'll get like freak odds. You know, uh, I don't know if it's DraftKings, but like they'll be the like odds boost ones. The Chiefs are, you know, they're giving they they are as long as they don't lose by three hundred, you'll win this bet. Yeah, up yeah. to a hundred dollars. You would or have like the that. like over. Uh, like there was one the NCAA tournament, you got ten bucks or something like that if mm-hmm. a team hit a three. <laughs> you know, just really, just basically sign up. You're gonna win. I will say though, whenever the odds boost, they always sound much better than what they are. Like, but when you plug it into your phone, you're like, oh, that's five dollars. <laughs> you know, like that's not. Hey, money, money is money. Uh, and what what is a Machine Gun Kelly song? Oh, you know, you don't know MGK. I mean, I do. Like, obviously, I've heard enough of. And then he's going to be playing it louder than life, I believe. Right? Yeah, he's so he's opening for Snoop Dogg, who's opening for love that louder Metallica, than life is going. Yeah, no, that's so weird. Yeah, it's either that or Nine Inch Nails is one of them. But yeah, it does feel like a very different kind of <laughs> a weird, a weird combination at louder than life. Yeah, but I, you know, and that's not my scene. But apparently, two sets, of, two nights of Metallica, and they're different sets. That should be pretty crazy. Texture says, I'm 27 and still a miserable typer. It's embarrassing, frankly. It would be embarrassing. <laughs> You're 27. You've grown up typing. How did you never how did you never really like succeed? Justin, are you a good typer? I'm a great typer. I was gonna say, yeah, if you're we had at a hotel. The, we had the things over the keyboards, like where you couldn't see. We Ooh. had to practice that way. Yeah. So yeah, I got really good. Those are so those are the worst. Texter says, saw a guy funnel a bottle of E&J in high school. No puking. Legendary. Yikes. I want to puke just thinking about that. Yeah, I mean, that, he puked at some point. <laughs> you may have just not saw it, but puke came out of that human at some point, oh if, that, if that story is true. Can you imagine doing that? No. I guess at some point it probably just, like, I think I saw somebody numb to it. did a pint, and even that's oh gosh. a lot, you know? Yeah. 
Is anyone going to talk about how Churchill Downs has a sports book and literally advertises to go across the bridge to Indiana to bet? The same industry that's trying to keep sports betting out of the state. Wild. It's pretty wild. And they actually had it under a different name, but just were like, well, this isn't doing well. We're just going to call it Twin Spires Sportsbook because everybody knows Twin Spires. And was, wait, so was it, it when it was the it was, Winter Circle? It was Bet America. Oh. Um, was the name of that. So but, what about this one over here off Exit 2? Is that still the Winter Circle? I, I think so. Okay. Yeah. Um, that place. <laughs> so always good people watching. Yeah. <laughs> There's no doubt about that. I've never been in there, but I can only imagine. Churchill Downs has done this for you. I mean, like, they have racinos all over the country, but they just wanted to keep the state pure. I don't know. It's stupid. No, it's really, really stupid. And uh, it's borderline just criminal that, like. Especially the motivation at other places, they've kept tracks alive by having casinos fund them. Yeah. They know how this works. They know what's successful, but they're they're keeping their bread buttered. Making they're 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 the only show in the state. It's it's really bizarre, and it's almost well, you know, we we know why it happens. When are we going to get the Patreon boost story from Fiji Dingus? We've already covered the other two vices. There's Ooh. way more than two vices there, Texter. <laughs> That's cute though. Well, I'm intrigued. What's the boost story? I don't. I think that's probably just a future story for when I moved to Fiji after we win the lottery. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, makes sense. So you didn't. Your tickets didn't win the lottery. No, no, unfortunately. It's always the, sixty million. It's always the worst when I don't check the lottery numbers and then you're driving by one of the lottery signs and you, see, and you uh, still see the well, big prize. Well, so like, damn I, it! I don't check the lottery numbers because sadly I know that they're not going to be winners. <laughs> but I, I check them when I go in the next time just to see if I won like four dollars or something mm-hmm. like that. You know, the big money. That's a rush. But Justin, I do that as well too because like the day that I'm gonna drive by it on seventy one and you it's gonna be, go back to like you know twelve million or something yeah. like that. You at least I'm have gonna be like, hope. oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh my gosh, <laughs> somebody won it. And then all of a sudden there's a, a news bulletin. Somebody in the state of Kentucky has won the Mega Millions. Oh, man, that'd be awesome. Because that's how they do it. They they tell you where the ticket was sold. Yeah. <sighs> there's You know, there's been some, like, near us before, and, and that's always kind of Or when you hear there's, like, a million-dollar winner that's, like, nearby. Oh. I always think, like, did my mom – could this be my mom? Could, <laughs> could this be a loved one? Somebody that I know. Uh, and then, it, you know, it never is. But mm-hmm. someday – Having that dream, better than working. Catching up on Friday's podcast and speaking of zoos, have any of you been to the Lincoln Park Zoo in Chicago? Absolutely amazing, 100% free. That's cool. It's no. cool. Never have been. I've seen it or heard of it, and uh, but never been. Yeah, be nice. Lincoln Park's a cool, uh, cool neighborhood. Cool area. TJ, I'm loving the beef you and Lachlan have on Twitter, LOL. Well, he did a poll, and I think he just was going to be surprised by the results. Can I, I, I love, like, Messing with polls. <laughs> oh, you do. You you like to work around polls, eh? It's uh, a little like bit of a hobby of mine. But so I retweeted the lock one, and like his other ones got. He, so he did. He did. Would you rather have Noah Locke or C.J. Frederick? Would you rather have Sam Williamson, Keon Brooks? Which why is he picking these players? I'll never know. Would you rather have? L. Ellis or Ty Ty Washington. And those all got like 380 votes or 300 votes. Well, the one with the Mark Stoops, Jim Harbaugh, got almost 3,000 votes. And it was just a landslide. (laughs) 
And it was funny, like, you know, I was just having fun with Locke with it, but uh, UofL fans did eventually pick up on it. One was like, it just shows how many UK fans follow Locke. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, if there's one thing that UK fans love, love it's, it's Locke. Locke. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Oh, but it, it, Locke, Locke is the man. I really do love that <laughs> we dude. We all did back Farrell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, and this is like days I miss he has a radio show because then he'd have to he'd have to go, go in there and be it. like, bunch of UK hooligans <laughs> got a hold of my polls, skewed all the results. Oh, oh he's, he, he is the man. He is such a legend. But no. uh, I, You know, speaking of legends, I haven't seen many polls from Oscar Combs lately. I know what the hell's going on. I've yeah. thought the same thing. I need some Oscar Combs polls in my life. Yeah, I do as well. Texter says, currently in the Charlotte airport waiting for a flight home, and my goodness, I feel like I just went through the Vietnam War the last couple of days. Going out and drinking is so physically draining. I'm actually legitimately concerned as to what it'll feel like when I'm in my 30s. However, Charlotte is such a dope city. Oh, I'm wearing a hat from Charlotte. Never been to Charlotte. I wanted to go to that Belk Bowl. Last minute, unable to make it happen, Captain. But That uh, airport is a zoo, too. Absolute zoo. Yeah, I was really worried about how I was going to feel after the drinking on Saturday. I was okay. Uh, I was fine. Had a pretty laid-back Sunday, all things considered, so wasn't too demanding or taxing. The worst thing about it, though, person that's younger than us, is just like it's the it's the multiple days that is the most disappointing. Like everybody can imagine being hungover for a day, but when you get older, when it's like a couple days, and you're like, "Oh, I'm still tired," then you start thinking like, "How worth it is it?" It's gotta get in better drinking shape. No, no, it's all it takes. I'm out of my prime. Texter says KRC settle a marital debate. Oh man, love love when a text starts like that. My wife and I were talking about the new inductees into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and we were discussing the Foo Fighters, and I said, yeah, Dave Grohl is incredible. He's in there with Nirvana, too. And my wife said, who is Dave Grohl? I've never heard of that person in my life. I was shocked. I said that's basically not like not knowing who Bono is. She disagreed and thought I was the crazy one. Neither of us are musically inclined at all, but Dave Grohl is huge, right? Tell me I'm not crazy. I wouldn't compare it to Bono in that, like, Bono does stuff. Like, I, I, Bono, I know him for more, is Mr. Humanitarian, full of himself kind of guy. But Dave Grohl is big. I don't particularly listen to the Foo Fighters, but I know a couple songs. I don't think my wife would know who Dave Grohl is, though. I didn't know who Dave Grohl was. I don't know who Dave Grohl is. Really? It, it, may, it, it may sound familiar the name, but no chance I could have ever said who. I don't even know if I could have told you that it was if a, you look, a musician. Nirvana if you look, drummer. If you look up a picture of him, you'll you'll recognize who it is. No, I but. even Googled him, and I was like, well, no, I no. definitely don't recognize him. I think the name I've probably heard just in pop culture from time to time, but uh, I'm with your wife. Sorry, buddy. I would also say it's probably like if you grew up, if you were a teenager in the 90s, then I would expect you to know Dave Grohl because that was the big music at the time. But let's be real, TJ. We grew up hating grunge music. And also, other than Zach Brown Band, I mean, who the hell knows the name of band members? I don't. I don't know the name band names of any band. Members. Not me. That's a good point. Uh, yeah. I do think there is like a cultural difference where back, like our parents, when there was really nothing else to do growing up, they could like rattle off the name of every band member because that was what was cool. Now yeah. it's just like, is the mu- does the music sound good? Yes. Okay, I like them. Yeah. Yeah, and unlike some of the older bands, I can name that, you know, your Jimmy Pages of the world, 
uh, hell, I saw the other Led Zeppelin lead singer and Robert Plant. Uh, of course, you can name some Beatles, some Mick Jaggers, Freddie Mercury. Like you can. Th- these are you're able to pick and choose some of them, but I'm with you, especially now. I mean, what are even is the big band right now that's popular? Imagine Dragons. I couldn't. I love Modest Mouse. I couldn't name you one of their singers. Oh yeah, I can only name one from my favorite band, and hell, I met one of them. No idea what that dude's name is, but met the drummer, hung out with him for a while. It was awesome. Texter says, "What's the one city you recommend visiting? As in, you went, you went to in the past, and you totally recommend going? New Orleans, Boston's for me. Uh, Boston's awesome. Highly recommend. And just don't go in the winter, and the weather's probably going to be better than where you're coming from. Hmm. So that's nice." Uh, that that would be the city, and it's just everything is walk- walkable if you want, and you can go to like touristy parts if you want, or you can just kind of like blend in and feel like you're not going to touristy parts as well. So Boston, pretty cool city. That'd be mine, Justin. I'm sure majority of people have been there, but I am and always have been partial to Nashville. Love Nashville. Just Nashville's kind of yeah, and Nashville's it's 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 really uh, cranked it up a lot. I just, it it's went, the bachelorette party city, you know? It, Nashville, like, 10, 15 years ago was awesome. It well, just that makes got a sense. too big for its britches. Haven't been there in about seven, so. It's a little much it's, now. It's, it's all honky-tonk, like, three-story bar. Like, they took out Paradise. What, what was that? Pa- no, I think it's back. Paradise Park. It's back I think now? I think it, like, left, and then people were so, like, outraged that, like, there's... It's Love bad. Paradise it's like, Park. May not be the exact same owners, but I think the concept is still there. Somebody, Especially somebody the food knows too. Nashville that better. That was great. Oh, the food was... It was like the only place you could really get food late. But just Broadway. the $6 pitchers of gross Natty Light, but even then it was like, oh, I can get a $6 pitcher here or I can get a $6 Bud Light across the Right, right. The and they would have like loud music and or live music in a very cramped space. That you, place was awesome. You weirdly would never get cell phone service the further back you walked, <laughs> yeah. which it never made sense It was like me. the building got like thicker or something, yeah. like you were going into a lead vault. It made it really hard when people were trying to like meet up with you or, or something. It's almost like if you like a text kicked back, it was like they're probably in Paradise Park. <laughs> Because they're not going to have service. Yeah, well, Nashville's fine, but uh, you know. Yeah, I, I I do like Nashville. It's just I think it was better. I think it's outgrown itself. But uh, all right, let's go to a break. We'll come back. Chin Coleman joins us. We got a lot to talk about. Very excited. Pumped up to hear what he's got to say. Woo. You're not going to want to miss it. This is KRC on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kaler. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. Hello? Hello? Anybody home? Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call here on Roll Big X Sports Talk. Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. Justin, I suppose you'll just let us know when it's... Uh, Time to throw it on over that way. In the meantime, I do want to remind you about our friends at Genesis Diamonds. Are you looking for a large, rare diamond? Genesis has one of the largest selections of 2 to 10 carat diamonds in stock. Flawless, precious diamonds straight from the diamond cutters offered at direct importer prices. Genesis Diamonds is all about diamonds over there on Shelbyville Road. 
next to Trader Joe's, Shelbyville Road, Plaza. Check out our friends at Genesis Diamonds. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen here. I believe we are about ready to go. Yeah. We'll be asking any Joey Fence talk questions today. I promise. I, I, that's, I, love, I love hearing that. Joining us now on the phone, UK assistant Ron Chin Coleman. Chin, how you doing? I'm doing well, man. Thanks. Good morning to you guys. How are you guys doing? Doing great. Good morning. Thanks for taking the time and, and talking with us. Uh, how has it been? How's Lexington? How's UK? You Now you've, you've got to uh, – you were doing interviews in that press conference. It was just a few days after being there. Now you've kind of gotten to settle in a little bit. How have things been? Things have been great. Um, surprisingly, uh, Lexington is, is a – a small big town and it's got a little bit of everything it's 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 got enough of everything there's there's more to do than you would think i was shocked to to find that the the city of lexington is uh is is has plenty folk has just enough you need for for everything and 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 i didn't i didn't expect that um but everything's been great the people have been nice and kind and um the only thing is that Trying to find you know, a place to live has been a bear. So, trying to fight through that and try to figure that out—that—that—that's—that's that's a battle right there. But we'll, we'll we'll get it figured out. When I'm not doing radio, I used to cover recruiting, Chin. So I'm going to ask you some tough recruiting questions. I'm I'm kidding, but now I'm a appraiser and I, uh, I, real estate agent, I, real estate I, mogul. I'm I'm an appraiser. I'm not a real <laughs> estate mogul. And Mark, the prices are just unreal. Not a good time to be buying. Yeah, it's a it's a seller's market for sure. The advantage is on the 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 seller's uh, end of the deal, but um, you got to be creative and 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 we're we're working with the realtor and we're trying to trying to get it figured out. And uh, um, if I don't get it figured out, I don't care. I'll live in the car and I'll work from the car and 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 I'll do my job from the car. It's okay. <laughs> That's a great answer. And and Calipari, when he announced your hiring, said that you're an upbeat coach. You're always uh, got a positive spin on things, and and that seems uh, that seems prevalent here. Let me ask you. Over the weekend, we got some news, and this is you're allowed to talk about this, which is exciting. Ty Ty Washington officially joins the fold at Kentucky. Was this somebody? How interested were you in in Ty Ty at Illinois? Uh, I'm pretty sure you were recruiting him, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yes, I was. I was, uh, as, as people might call it, the I don't know the, the lead recruiter on mm-hmm. Ty Ty at, at Illinois, and and it's funny. Uh, he and I we joked about it uh, a couple of days ago that uh, I, I basically recruited Ty Ty three times in one year. It's crazy. <laughs> I recruited him twice. Twice at Illinois and then uh, once at the University of Kentucky, and we joked about that that three times a charm. And so uh, he's a really good player, um, and 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 he's he's cut uh, different from a different fabric in terms of his toughness and competitiveness, and he's going to be someone that uh, uh, helps uh, drive the charge for, for Kentucky basketball this year. Is there any similarities between him and Ao? You obviously have coached experience and great guards before. It seems like somebody that, when he can turn it on, he can just take over a game in a blink of an eye. Uh, those are players that have. I mean, they've succeeded anywhere. They're good players. But Calipari has had some some guards where you just. It looks like maybe after the first five minutes, not playing all that great, all of a sudden comes out of a timeout, and the next thing you know. Uh, 
12 straight points or something along those lines. Seems like Ty Ty can score in a hurry. A lot of comparisons uh, to I.O., in, in my opinion. And, and when, we, when I was recruiting him at Illinois, we, we, we drew those comparisons and we showed those comparisons and we put together different uh, compilations of, 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 of video, of, of screenshots where there is comparisons there. But um, different, though, he's, he's, he, he's, he's tight. He's not I.O. Or, or any of the other great guards that Coach Calipari has had. He's got some of those similarities. He's a gamer. He lives for those uh, big-time moments. Um, he's got closing ability because he's tough, and he doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't. He's not afraid to fail, and and that's that's a trait um, that that is important as a guard, as a shot maker. You can't be afraid of the moment. You can't be afraid to fail. You got to be able to tough, be tough enough to take the shot and live with the results. And and Ty Ty has shown the ability to take over games. His last game in the uh, Iverson Classic, he scored 15 points in three minutes. So he's a guy that can get hot and get cooking and 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 um, put some points on the board for you in a hurry. But he's also a playmaker, and he, and he loves to uh, get others involved. Um, and uh, he can run the table, and he, he, he's going to be good, man. He, he's one of the best guards in the country. We're happy to have him. Nick Rash here talking with Chin Coleman on Kentucky Roll Call. And Chin, I, I'm curious with Ty Ty's game because he's listed as a point guard, but he shoots the ball incredibly well. Is he a guy that, does, does he need to be on the ball to have success or can he play off it on the wing? He's probably better on the ball with the ball in his hand, in my opinion, but because he has some size and he has the ability to stretch the floor, you can utilize him off the ball um, and he would be just fine there. Um, so that means that we can play him along with uh, a multiple guard package and, and multiple ball handlers and playmakers on the floor, which is an advantage um, to our team um, because obviously he can get lost a little bit on the floor and you don't you can't shrink the floor and load up on him and, and design defenses just to play uh, against him at the top of the circle. So uh, he's able to play off the ball because of the ability to stress, the ability to have size, um, and you can uh, use him as a guy that can space the floor, but he's definitely dynamic and dynamite with the ball in his hand. So uh, I think Coach Calipari is going to have fun coaching him. You, you mentioned that Coach Cal's coached some good guards. Uh, one in particular from the city of Chicago, Derek Rose, you, that's your home base, Chicago, and they produce a ton of talented basketball players over the years. I'm curious, since let's just say since 2000, who are the four or five best players from the city of Chicago? The all five best. That's a tough, tough, tough. Yeah, you, you didn't give him enough heads up for this. He needs to do his homework on something like this. I mean, that's, but there's that's some, a loaded question, Roush. <laughs> yeah. There's that's, some that's, easy that's ones, tough. though. There's some low-hanging fruit out there, but I'm putting you on the spot. we got to talk some hoops. But if you uh, gun to my head, if, if, if you had asked me to answer that question, I'd definitely say, you have to go uh, Isaiah Thomas. You have to go, um, you, you obviously, Derek would be in there. Anthony Davis would be in there. Antoine Walker would be in there. And probably uh, the fifth guy is tough, I'd have to say. Uh, that's a tough one. The fifth would be tough. You know, we're big Tyler Eulis people here. I know he claims Lima, Ohio, but he's a Chicago kid. <laughs> no, uh, Tyler Hughes is definitely uh, 
Chicago kid, but it, it probably would be um one of the one of the guys that played at DePaul, probably um no, I don't. I don't know. Well, we'll, we'll, don't know. we'll circle back on it. He, he, we, we, we put you on the spot with that one. Uh, pretty, pretty loaded question. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna switch gears here because I'm just curious how this goes. When you and Orlando come to Kentucky together, you look at the roster. You know who's coming in, and and that even that changed a little bit. But you, you have a good idea of who's coming back. There's a few players you're not 100 percent sure of. But you still need, you know, you need to go get some people. And you all come in, you're able to lock in Ty Ty Washington. Uh, I'm, I'm sure there's some other players that will be joining the fold. How does that go? Is it, does Calipari show you his list of players? Is it his hot board? Or do you all come in and say, well, we really like this guy or we really like that guy? How does that work with a new staff kind of late in the game, all things considered, where you got to put together this roster for this upcoming season, uh, one that, you know, obviously the expectations are to be go win a national championship? Again, um, we're we're all knowledgeable of what goes on, and so we 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 you know we all watch each other, you know. I think, and and, and we watch from afar, and we keep a, eye, a, a watchful eye on what everybody's doing, what everybody has. I mean, you have to. Um, so we we I think we watched Kentucky from afar, even though we we did our deal. We had an unbelievable year at Illinois, but we watched, and so then when the transition happened. So you you start to study the, the roster a little bit, and you start to study the players a lot. And, and and I'm a guy that does a lot of studying, and so we kind of see where there's a need, and we we obviously start talking with the staff, talking with coach, of course, and talking with Brew and Jay, um, and 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 they start putting together uh, a group of guys that can fill some of those holes and some of those needs. And so we we've all huddled up on those things and we kind of got a feel for what coach Kyle wants. And um, then we go to work and start putting together some players that we know of that can fill some of those holes. And we kind of combine those to compare notes with what Jay has and what brew has and so on and so forth. And then we, we, we kind of go out and try to, you know, attack those guys and, and, and see if those would be guys interested in the university of Kentucky. So we kind of do a lot of research and, and compare notes. And then we go out and, trying to find the profile of those individuals to join the team. Chin, I've only got two more questions for you. And uh, this one, this next one's going to be a little bit more complicated, I think, than the second one. But how close do you think you are to this roster being complete at Kentucky? You know, I know you still have some decisions of people maybe deciding to return. That's, you know, that can go until July. There's still obviously transfers out there. Do you think it's we're waiting on a, two more guys? How close do you think we are here? When is the tip-off? When do we start playing? That's in November. That's in when? November. You're going to take on, okay. I believe, uh, Duke in the Champions Classic. Big game. So I, I tell you what, when the ball is tipped on that day when we play Duke, that's when we'll know we have a <laughs> Yes, sir. <laughs> so you're saying be patient no, no, with no. this stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 it's become a, 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 a ever-ending deal, a revolving door with, with, with the way that college basketball is going right now um but hopefully you know with all jokes aside i think that we 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 should be uh getting closer to understanding what we have and who's going to be in the foxhole with us here um as we we lead up to when summer school starts and then you got to go through the summer period and then 
uh, I guess, after the summer period and who, who returns and um, for the first day of school after the summer period is when we'll know what our team is. It's just it's one of those deals, man, that you're going to have to manage uh, throughout the course of the year, and you're never going to have the opportunity to stop recruiting your own players. Of course, you got to recruit uh, future players, but you got to recruit, recruit. I'm sorry, your own players every single day. You got to spend time with them, and you got to nurture those relationships, and 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 that's uh, going to be a, an ongoing job. And and I think that Coach Orlando, myself, and 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 our whole staff is committed to doing. I know that we have a really good uh, way of doing that, Orlando and myself, and and, and we're going to continue to to nurture and recruit our own players on a daily basis. I'm curious, Chin, you, you kind of alluded to it in the way that college basketball is going. Uh, is, is there a significant difference in recruiting high school kids versus players in the portal? Yeah, um, you know, it is because you can't, I, I don't know. The portal is, 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 uh, is kind of high risk, high reward, so to speak. You know, guys are, 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 are transferring and, and leaving other places. In some situations, guys are leaving other places if we're thinking that the grass is greener on the, the other side. And so you got to do um, your job in terms of uh, researching the character of those kids and why are they leaving. But some of those situations are positive situations where guys are have, have, have been proven, of course, right? They've played at this level. They have 30 to 60 to 90 games under their belt of Division one basketball games, and so that's a that's a that's that that's a positive, you know, of guys who've already done it and played. Uh, but at the same time, you know, uh, high school players that are high impact guys that can impact you right away are are, are still going to be um, guys that we target. Um, okay, and and but you got to continue again. You got to continue to recruit everything at this point with. Uh, this new uh, deal that's going on with in terms of uh, the new rules and players are able to leave and go to play every day, every and right away. You just gotta you kind of gotta mix all that stuff up and manage it. And the teams that manage it the best are going to be the teams that are, are the most successful at the end of the day. And I think we have uh, a leader in Coach Calipari who's great at managing all these things, and uh, so I think we'll be fine with the with the new wave of. Uh, recruiting. Well said. We're talking with Chin Coleman here on Kentucky Roll Call. Last question I've got for you, and it's along those same lines with transfers. One that you may be a little familiar with uh, before you'll you'll get to coach him in Lexington. C.J. Frederick, you got to see him several times across the way when going against Iowa. Uh, I know a lot of people are wondering about the altercation with you and Fran McCaffrey. We, we're not going to get into that. We're asking strictly about C.J. Frederick here. And only once did he have a big game against you, and uh, I think he ended up going for like 18 or something in that game. That was back, not this past season, the one before then. But what's it like just to be able to have a 47% three-point shooter out there on the floor? How does that change an offense? I'll tell you what, real quickly, I know you didn't want to get into it. I'll cover <laughs> the, the Fran McCaffrey deal very quickly. He's from New York. He's from New York. I'm from Chicago. And we had a discussion about who has the best pizza. <laughs> I, I still agree to disagree with Fran that Chicago has the best pizza. And he thinks that New York has the best pizza. So 
That's all that was. It was a conversation <laughs> about who had the best pizza. Now, C.J. Frederick, he is someone, and I told him once this move was made, uh, called him when we were able to talk, uh, that, hey, he was somebody that was at the top of our scouting report every single time we played him. Obviously, we knew Garza was Garza, and Ryan Wieskamp was Wieskamp, and, and both uh, Bo handed, but Frederick was a bear to go up against because of his ability to make shots, his ability to to find those pockets because he he doesn't stop moving. He's in great shape. He's a, he's more than a shooter though, guys. He's more than just a Richard. He's more than just a spacer. CJ Frederick's got some game, and I obviously had that scout um, every year. And then obviously last year I had every scout. So every time we played them, um, I, I I had that scout, and he was someone that I was always afraid of um, from a scouting perspective. And I love his game. I love his competitiveness. Um, he's more than just a shooter. He's got some game to him. He's, he's, he's a silent assassin. He's got some toughness to him that he's going to bring. Um, I, think, I think he's going to be great for the University of Kentucky. And I'm happy, and I told him, I hated going against him, but I'm going to love going to war with him. And, and he and I had a, and shared a, a conversation that, that was very positive. And, and we talk all the time now. And I, we talked yesterday. Uh, he's he's back um, in the, in the area right now. He let me know when he got back, and so I'm I'm happy and excited to be coaching CJ Frederick. I can't wait to get in the gym with him and, and start training with him. It, it, it's going to be a treat to coach him. Well, this year has been so tough on on everybody, sports aside. But then when Kentucky has one of its worst seasons in a long time, the program needed a much uh, a boost in the arm. And and I think, Mr. Coleman, it's clear that you and, and Coach Antigua will bring that to the program. It's been really fun getting to talk mm-hmm. with you. It's going to be fun getting to know you as time goes on. And we look forward to this upcoming season and talking with you down the road. Thank you. I appreciate you guys. Thanks for having me, man. Thank you so much. Enjoy Lexington. Welcome to Kentucky, and, and we'll talk to you and, later. And you were right, too. Chicago pizza, much better than New York pizza. Hey, <laughs> yes, sir. Let's go. Let's go. Sightown pizza, baby. You can't beat it. And, I'll, and listen, and, and I'll argue with anybody that we have the best pizza. So it, it wasn't just France. I'll argue with anybody. (laughs) Very passionate. Basketball, pizza, whatever it may be, recruiting, you got it covered. We'll talk to you down the road. Thank you. Yes, sir. All right. We're going to go to a break. That was awesome. We'll come back. We'll talk about it. There's a few more texts on the show we haven't got to as well. This is KRC on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. Don't give up the fight. Most people think great God will come from the sky. Hi, I'm looking for Kentucky Roll Call. What do you know about Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush? Welcome back. One final segment, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Hard not to get excited listening to Chin Coleman talk basketball. Like I said, Kentucky needed a little shot in the arm. I think uh, that that provides it. We'll talk with Orlando and Tigo on Wednesday. Sounds like uh, Ty Ty, if he needs to play off the ball, would be all right. That yeah. was an interesting comment because I think they're going to have somebody that's going to be on the ball committing mm-hmm. today. Uh, of course, he couldn't talk about Wheeler directly. I don't know what like the rules are that you know. Because as soon as you sign, they're able. I know, to, but like but... You, I, I could ask him about. 
he brought up Garza, you know, Garza's going pro. But right, like, right, right. He, he could talk about Wheeler as a Georgia player. Yeah. I guess, it, like, if it was in the middle of the season, of course. Like, yeah. You, get a, you ask other coaches about other players all the time. It's just a different – yeah, I don't oh, know gosh. what the rules are. I wonder if, like, you know, if you have somebody that you're friendly in the media with, you could just be like, hey, we really think this kid's going to be really good this season. Ask me about him about our upcoming game. Oh, especially like, when you're going up against a mid-major or something. Yeah. You know, like oh, really gas him up. Oh, man, he would just be a joy to coach. Just <laughs> really, really special player if we ever got a chance to coach him. Uh, but, you know, he's on the other team, so we're going to try to do this and that. <laughs> and it was cool hearing him talk about C.J. Frederick, too, and compliment he's not just a shooter. You know, shooters always don't want to be considered just shooters. If I was 47%, I would, I'd, I'd yeah, be okay I'm with good. that. Yeah. Just a shooter. But in, in, in reality, he's not because teams will overplay him. And I don't know what really to make of this, but he talked about, like, he I was the guy that was on CJ's scouting report detail, basically. Like, I was the guy who was responsible for telling our players, you got to watch for this dude. After he had his first big game against Illinois, had 18 points, hit a couple threes, uh, got to the line a little bit, just just did a little bit of everything in that game. After that, he didn't really do much against Illinois ever again. Scouting report worked. So that's good if you're if you're wondering about the, you know how how they're going to prepare for other teams and whatnot. Uh, that worked. Yeah, it worked in that instance. So that was a cool conversation. I appreciate UK for making it happen, and certainly for Chin Coleman for taking the time and chatting with us here on Kentucky Roll Call. We'll have Orlando and Tigua on Wednesday. But that was that was uh, that was a lot of fun. Let's finish up this text line five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. I don't know where we're at. Oh, I know where we're at. If you guys need something to watch, Texter says check out Warrior on HBO Max. Amazing show based on an old script written by Bruce Lee. It's got Tarantino vibes. I'm just not a big like action fan along that those same lines. Not like like a Tarantino super like bloody gory bombs. Right? Is that right? I mean, yeah. Yeah, but like I, I don't think of gore when I think of Tarantino though. Like I think it's like the real dramatic shots. Okay. Uh, but I don't know. It, it'd be kind of cool just to see what a Bruce Lee script kind of plays out as. So you know, might be worth it. Might be worth checking it out. Uh, another texture says Jimmy John's is literally the best cold sandwich chain. Just admit you don't like sandwiches. I don't like cold sandwiches. If I want a cold sandwich, I can go home and make one that's gonna yeah. be better than Jimmy John's. Why would I? Even when I, need, I go to I need, like Subway, I get like a, I get it toasted. You get, yeah, get like a not, warm. Yeah, everybody. No, and cold sandwiches. Let's just get out to in front of it. They suck. Cold sandwiches suck. I'll be the first to tell you. I love cold sandwiches. Cold meat, cold uh, cheese. It's just like, what, what am I doing? It's not a popsicle. I consume a ton of cold sandwiches throughout my lifetime, throughout the week, throughout the month. Jimmy John's is not one of those. But you you it's make horrible. the cold sandwich though, right? You don't go. You, you uh, no, go out to get go. cold sandwiches. You pay yeah. for cold sandwiches. Well, yeah. I'm lazy. Yeah, well, like, I'm that's I'm very heat, like Trevor. Just get like it heated that. though. Isn't like melted cheese greater than cold cheese? Anybody with a brain is gonna disagree. It, oh, it depends on what you're eating. I mean, if you're dipping chips in it, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> if it's going on a sandwich, disagree. No, it doesn't. It's like the difference between like queso and a melted cheese on a sandwich, but we'll save it for another day. Roush, are you more close to the guys you played basketball or football with? Like, who do you hang out with the most with the two sports? Uh, back in the day, it was basketball, just because I grew up with those kids. You know, like we'd been playing and basketball together since we were ten. You know, basketball team a little more close knit than football. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just the way things go. Um, but like, of course, things would shift during season. I'm hanging out with those more. But now it's like I hang out with the people who have kids. Now you hang out with people who are similar with. So um, the the ones with kids now, the babies. It's the babies. They play with each other. They have a good time. They're playing with. 
a buddy's uh, parents have a white German Shepherd. Oh, and, and that sounds pretty. Really pretty dog, and she was playing with him this weekend, and they were just chasing her around. It was great. Just having the time of their lives. Mm-hmm. You guys have probably already mentioned this, but what is your win prediction in football and why? What is one game you think we will win that most people don't expect us to win since that happens just about every season? Uh, that's a good – can we save that for tomorrow? Oh, yeah, let's – yeah, put that on the text line for tomorrow. Yeah, I'm going to resend that in for tomorrow. Yeah, because that's we're, a, it's we're good fodder. The clock. It's a good question. It's a good text. It's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're not doing it now. Yeah, and that's – yeah, we got – have you guys ever tried how the spin scooters that you see on the side of the road? Used them this past weekend in Charlotte, and it was straight – it was a straight vibe going roughly 15 miles an hour, buzzing in and out of people. I remember when those were like brand new. I was an in Indy yeah. for the Champions Classic. The game Duke beat us by a bajillion. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was like my first taste. They, they Actually, at that point, they'd probably been around for six months. But, yeah, I was like zipping up and down Indy. I had like back then. Well, back then it was only a few years ago. But like you know, I had a beer in your hand. It was it was like more of a novelty now than it is just kind of sad seeing them just like spread around all throughout cities People and like dumps really and stuff. Using them. Yeah. People aren't using them. Yeah, but they yes, I've cool. been on one. They are fun. It also kind of a like, ooh, this feels a little dangerous being on the street. Like, yeah, you're surprised like there's not more accidents. Right. Oh, my goodness. Glad I just remembered this. One of my buddies went on a bachelor party this weekend at Gatlinburg, and one of the wildest stories I ever heard happened. One of the guys got a bag of Wendy's and he accidentally left it in the bag of Wendy's in the car when he went inside. Mm. When he came back outside to get the bag of food, a literal bear was in his car trying to get the Wendy's. The bear opened the door like a human being and then went out. I assume he got the food, but how wild is that? Some drivers were trying to scare it away with their horn, but the bear was locked in on the Wendy's. I'll send the video. It made it on Old Row. Yeah, send the video. But I, I've heard, I knew where that story was heading. Uh, I've had, my buddies just went down to get, they went. They were in Asheville, outside Asheville, and they had the same thing. Brand new truck. They left food in it overnight. Bears yep. found the food. Uh, didn't ruin the truck. Luckily, there was a few scratches here or there. But yeah, I guess if you're going to the, if you're going to the mountains, lock your car. Well, don't leave food in your car. Yes. Bring everything inside. Yeah, got to got to be cognizant of that yeah. stuff. John here. Good morning to all. I really like Metallica. What do you guys think about them? Or I may throw on some Vince Gill or even the best Elvis. How diverse is your music taste? Last thought: The Warriors are going to make some noise in the NBA playoffs. Well, got to go. Talk to you later. Oh, so he's saying they're going to beat the Lakers? Wow. Ooh. Yeah, the Metallica. Like they're fine. They're just not like I don't. Metallica is like the only really type of. I mean, heavy metal is the only just, type of music yeah, I don't like. Yeah, everything else I'll listen to, enjoy. I like Elvis as well. I'll get an Elvis. Elvis kicks, but uh, just like the heavy metal. I don't, I I don't know what it is. Yeah, not 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 about it. Uh, good question about recruiting big board, TJ Roush. Let's not confuse our guests. <laughs> hey, hey, it wasn't Joey Fence. He uh, Isaiah Thomas, second guy he named. Just saying. Uh, second Justin. Yeah, I wonder who the fifth would be because like Jabari Parker was a big deal in high school. So we were muted on live air for a little bit, Justin. We were. <laughs> I just saw a text say, why did the stream disappear for five minutes? Justin said, line was muted. My apologies. <laughs> hey, I got chin right, though. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. All right. Uh, yeah, we can listen to it on podcast, too. Yeah, podcast that's what I will told be fine. Yeah. Podcast perfect. Uh, all right. That was great. Share that interview if you found it interesting or you think other UK fans may like it. But, uh, again, we appreciate UK for making that happen. And, of course, we appreciate Chin Coleman for taking the time this morning and chatting with us. We will be back tomorrow.
for a Tuesday edition of Kentucky Roll Call here Roll on Big X Sports Radio. Call. This is KRC, TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. We'll be back 7 a.m. Tuesday morning. Tuesday.